This is the World Industrial News for Tuesday, October 25th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part 10 of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid. Thank you so much, Mona. It's just invaluable insight as we you know, continue to peel this onion back and really understand what the next steps are. Um, Pat, what did we miss? Any, any final thoughts? Well, there's one I had that, and you sort of addressed it, but this is not a U.S. problem. This is a worldwide problem. We've seen uh, transmission grids in every continent of the world. We've seen wildfires, people trying to cope with wildfires. We've seen electric vehicles start to become more popular, not as popular perhaps in California, but popular, a very high growth rate, 60% growth rates. So this is a worldwide problem. And the it's, it's infrastructure. It's often very hard to justify infrastructure. How do you justify a freeway or a bridge or a sewer? They're all justified because of the effect that others will have by leveraging that infrastructure. And I want to point out just one project, and perhaps that'll put things in in perspective. A lot of our our friends in Europe are, and have been for some time, very much invested in sustainability, use of renewables, and those kinds of things. But to have solar collectors in an area where the sun doesn't shine, or the wind doesn't blow. It's really makes you feel good, but it doesn't work. You have to go to where the sources are. So the transmission problem we're faced in the US and other places they face it in through multiple countries. There's a project in the Middle East called GCCIA, which is a new transmission line, a DC transmission line, which is one then designed for a lot of renewables and it goes from Saudi Arabia down through and across and up and into Spain and Turkey. Think about that line. Turkey and Spain is where you would connect into the European grid. This now looks as the same effect of 30 years ago when they built gas pipelines into an area. You become very highly dependent. Redundancy is needed. And at the bottom line, You can't build a solar complex in an area where you can't do anything with the power. So these are very much an enabling uh, technology. And I'd like to point out, they're not standalone. There was a project done in Southern California, it's called PowerLink, that was done by, by Sempra years ago. And what they did is they built a transmission line from our Mojave Desert into the San Diego area. And this all goes with the same idea that you can generate the power from solar, you can generate it from wind, and you can use it in the cities and urban areas and industrial areas. But those don't coexist. And so we have to get the power from one to the other. And those are good examples of how the combined technology of intelligence at the edge and new smart grid are gonna work together to make this basically a a better living environment. And just one, add at the end of this is that this is massive amounts of software and i would remind everybody that software is very much a european and u.s driven project product 
So it puts us into a tremendous competitive advantage that we have the software already doing many of these things. Awesome, thank you so much, Pat. What fantastic discussion and insight. You know, I think we're just really scratching the surface here. So thank you both, Pat and Mona, for joining us and we'll look forward to continuing this uh, discussion. I can't wait to see what the next topics are. Thanks again. Thank you, thank Megan. You. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Recent reports suggest the U.S. shale oil sector is on the rise in terms of production. But if you believe the hype, this may very well be the last hurrah. There are growing concerns that this might be it, that shale oil has reached its plateau and will never again reach the heights expected in 2023. The U.S. Department of Energy's most recent drilling forecast shows total shale oil production is on pace to increase by one percent from October levels to reach 9.1 million barrels per day in November. That would be the highest since March of 2020. Total U.S. oil production for 2022 was expected to average 11.7 million barrels per day and reach 12.4 million barrels per day by next year, which would break the previous record set in 2019. Taking a page out of the books of companies such as Equinor, formerly Statoil, and Total Energies SC, formerly Total, oil field services provider Schlumberger is now known as SLB, in a nod toward its goal to delve deeper into digital services and clean energy technologies. The move comes only a weekend after the company on Friday reported its strongest quarterly profits since 2015, with net income of $907 million compared with $550 million a year ago. Oil and gas company BP has submitted a bid to the UK government to build the country's largest green hydrogen facility targeting the transportation sector. Dubbed High Green, the project will be located in the Teesside Industrial Region in northern England, and BP is hoping to secure permission and funding support from the government's Hydrogen Business Model and Net Zero Hydrogen Fund, which are tasked with kickstarting the UK's effort to create a hydrogen economy. And flooding and strong winds have hampered coal mining operations throughout the state of New South Wales, eastern Australia. The affected areas stretch across the Hunter Valley and Illawarra coal fields, with most of the affected coal mining operations being owned by Whitehaven Coal Limited. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.